You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to McIntyre's Next Level Podcast, a place for entrepreneurs, leaders, and dreamers to awaken and be activated to their full potential. Are you ready to get out of the boat and experience your next level? Here's your host, Michael McIntyre. Welcome, everybody. This is Michael McIntyre. Thank you for joining us in the Next Level Podcast here at McIntyre Live Studio M here in Big Dallas, Texas. Hey, I hope you're having a great day. Might be driving in the car, might be running, might be just meditating, might be uh, exercising. Yeah, I know. I listen to a lot of podcasts when I'm out jogging. And uh, just so you know, I listen to, uh, I kind of listen to a lot of Ben Shapiro. And man, he's sometimes controversial. He's sometimes on point. Anyways, I just like him just for you, uh, for those out there that don't know. Uh, I kind of like Ben Shapiro. I do. So I hope you're doing good, man. We're going to have a good morning. Yes. Yes. Thank you for joining this podcast. Hey, I just want you to share this podcast. Please rate, subscribe as well. All right. So first thing I got down here is uh, a great coach. Yeah, a great coach will tell you where to look, but not what to see. And what does that mean? Because, look, I coach a lot of people. Stacy and I coach. You know, we've got our SEAL Team 6 coaches, a lot of people. And always we say, look, we're going to coach you in this process. We're not going to do it for you, but a good coach will tell you where to look and and <clears throat> not tell you what to see because you need to discover these things. And so often we seek for our coaches and they say, hey, Tell us what to look at. Kind of like when we go see a, maybe a uh, therapist. <clears throat> what am I doing wrong? Tell me. Fix me. And really, truly, you know, uh, you can do it. You just, the coach just needs to point you in the right direction and see what you're going to see. And then when you see whatever it is, what, what you're supposed to see, then describe that to your coach. That's when it starts happening. That's when, that's when the Holy Spirit starts working with you. So, a great coach will tell you where to look, but not what to see. You need to discover those things. And it's real important. Hey, the other thing is um, stop running when you should be fighting. So often, man. Uh, in fact, I had one of my clients call me this morning, and I had a really, really difficult day yesterday. And uh, they got down. They got a little depressed, as we all do. Yeah. And I said, listen, here's the deal. You're a big deal in the kingdom and you are a big deal in the kingdom. And the bigger deal you are in his kingdom, the bigger the obstacles, the bigger the spiritual warfare is going to come at you. And you just need to know that you need to just pray yourself up. You need to have intercessors. You need to enroll intercessors to help you in that covering. And it's real important. And don't run. Fight. It's a good fight. God gave us dominion over this enemy, and it's a good fight. Turn around and blast it, man. Yeah? So don't be running. Turn around and fight. And be ready. Listen, every 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 time before Next Level Experience, uh, we get a lot of spiritual warfare coming in. And sometimes it's more intense than others. But we fight through it. We fight that. We We rebuke that in the name of Jesus. So when you're getting those things, man, make sure that you turn around and fight. 
don't run. Stop running, man. That's that's the key. All right. Um, we all need to work on being great teammates as much as you do being a great player. What do we mean by that? The best team wins and you need to be on a team. You know, so often in church, in the four walls, so often, and not all of them, there's a lot of great churches out there that are on team. But we look at the great, we kind of look at individuals sometimes, and we need to be great teammates. We need to have each other six. We need to be there supporting. And, you know, it's like I often coach people so that, look, if you're going through a difficult time, first of all, okay, focus out on other people's stuff. Don't let the enemy distract you in this process. Yeah? You need to work on being a great teammate as much as being a great player. And so the greatest players of all time, they're the best teammates ever. Think about that. It's good stuff, man. All right. Losers focus on winners and winners focus on winning. I know. Sounds like a cliche. Probably is. But listen, cliches are there because they're true. They really are. They're true. And, you know, Listen, focus on winning, man. Keep the prize. Keep that prize. Always look. You know, I tell people all the time, uh, one of our coaching things is, look, whatever you want, print it out, write it out in big, you know, 24-point letters. Post it on your mirror. Post it on your dashboard. Post it on your phone. Say it over and over. Listen to it at night when you sleep. What is it? Focus on winning. Don't Don't be focused on winners. Focus on you winning the game of life, of kingdom. Yeah. Because losers focus on the winners. What are they doing? I'm comparing myself to them. No, focus on winning. You can do this. Yeah. It's it's really, it's not as hard as you think it is. Uh, and it's important that you clarify what winning is for you. Could be relationships, business, life, your, your spiritual winning, what is it that you want to win? What it is you need to focus, I encourage you to focus on what it is and define what it is that you want to win at. So often, <laughs> excuse me, so often we are in ambiguity about this. And double-mindedness not from him. Let your yes be yes, your no be no. So listen, it's important to clearly define what winning is for you. Because if you don't define what winning is, and I've done this before, I've I've gone out there before and said, listen, I just want to be successful. <clears throat> I want to make a lot of money. Yeah? Who doesn't? Maybe there's a few out there that don't, but most of us do. How much is a lot of money? Is it $100,000 a year? Is it $500,000 a year? Is it a million dollars? What is what is is it? What is your definition of a lot of money? What's your definition of having really great spiritual connections to the Holy Spirit? What does that look like? Does it look like you soaking in this in the prayer room? Does it look like you listening to uh, music? Does it look like you praying in tongues? What does that look like? You know, uh, I think in the Bible there's somewhere where it talks about you know I pray in tongues more than you do. I can't remember. I'm paraphrasing this. Peter Lewis had a great sermon on this. And look, is that what you define as winning? Okay, great. Maybe it's defined as winning is how many people you're going to save and bring to Jesus. I know uh, 
friend of mine, uh, Tracy Eckert, wants to bring a million souls to Jesus. I love that. That defines winning. That defines winning for her. And so that's something, that's a vision, as I talked about before on visionaries, that's something you can get behind. Yeah. So what is it? Is it relationships? Is it business? Is it life? Is it what's winning? Raising your children to be responsible children? That's that what Stacy and I is winning. We've got three daughters, three grandchildren, and we got two son-in-laws. And we want them to really know Jesus. We want them to be in the spirit. We want them to be responsible. So, yeah. So sometimes we get big and sometimes we get small. And it depends on your level of courage. And that depends on your degree of vulnerability. And for me, the the more vulnerable I am, the more courage I get. And the more courage I get, the more vulnerable I am. And why is that important? Because that's that's where the human connection comes in. It doesn't come in because, you know, you're a great oratory or you're a great joke tower or anything else. It's about your vulnerability. How many times have you been into a meeting or a big conference and somebody has to get up and give a speech and it's all over them that, man, they don't like public speaking. And they pull out the three by five cards and it's like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be horrible. And they start stuttering and they they got flop sweats going, right? Maybe some of you have experienced that. Well, the whole audience is in pain with them. But then the person says, look, I'm fearful of public speaking. I'm not a public speaker. This is very difficult for me. Immediately, the atmosphere shifts. And they say, everybody can connect with that because a lot of people don't like public speaking. A lot of people don't want to be on camera, okay, for whatever reason, insecurities, guilt, shame, you know, judgment, what have you, rejection spirit. But when that person finally admits that, it's a vulnerability situation, and we immediately relate to them, and then we can bond with them, and we can connect with them, and we can love them. Come on, man. Your life shrinks or expands depending on your level of courage. How, how vulnerable are you willing to get? Look for reasons. Look for opportunities. Look for places to advance your message. Look for places to advance his kingdom. Yeah? Don't retreat. Retreat's playing a small game. And <clears throat> listen, there are times to have a retreat. There's times to get away. There are vacations. There are times to, you know, oftentimes when Stacy and I will coach a corporation or, or the C-suites or leadership at a church, we say, let's go on a retreat. And let's get away from the church or the company or whatever. And the reason that is because we, we want to avoid the day-to-day distractions. And we get to that retreat to where we can breathe a little bit and really unpack and peel the onion and unpack what we are trying to get accomplished, what we want to get accomplished, what we want to expand. And so we do that, but we don't retreat from the truth. We go into the truth. Listen, as, as we, when, as soon as we expose ourselves and our vulnerability and our fears to the light, who is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, it dissolves. 
as soon as we speak these words, that's the power of speaking. It helps tremendously. All right. So these are just a few things that I think are real important. I've written down here and and gotten from different places. Um, oh, this is good. Um, don't strive for greatness. You do all the right things and it's bestowed upon you. Michael Jordan said that. Don't strive for greatness. It's true. Strive for him. And as Christians, that's all we do is, is we should want to please our heavenly father. Yeah. And the Bible says the only way to the father is through me, Jesus Christ. And so if we're going at that and Jesus is our intercessor in that process, then we're going to please Jesus and he'll give us all the desires of our heart if we're obedient to him. Don't strive. Just give it to him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, uh, you do all the right things and it's bestowed upon you. That Michael Jordan, man, some good stuff there. I love the athleticism. I love the overcome. I mean, here Michael Jordan was greatest basketball, one of the greatest basketball players. If you haven't seen that movie, Air, I would suggest you see it. It's amazing. It's fantastic. But what I love about that is he, you know, after his career, he joined Chicago Cubs baseball. And listen, didn't do very well, but I like that he put himself out there. He made himself vulnerable in that spot. And that's greatness, in my opinion. Yeah. So, listen, none of this is easy. It's not supposed to be easy. So sit yourself out there. Don't retreat. Don't, don't, don't run. Turn around and fight. Face it. You know, often I talk about uh, every morning when we get up. You should swallow or eat the biggest frog you got in front of you. What do I mean by that? We all have issues. We all have circumstances. So whatever it is of that day, maybe it's something left over in your to-do list. Yeah. Maybe it's something that you haven't wanted to do. You had to clear the air with somebody. Maybe it's, you know, paying that bill that really is going to drain your checking account. Maybe it's, you know, investing in something or whatever have you, but it's on you. And so you wake up. And it's there. What I suggest, what I recommend, I want to encourage you to do is eat that biggest frog first. Because then all the other frogs will go down easier. Because if you don't eat that biggest frog first, okay, it's going to eat you by the end of the day. And it's going to wear on you. And it brings you down. Look, we all have frogs, man. We all have obstacles. We do. We all have circumstances. It's your choice, though, and how to deal with those. And I like to tackle the biggest one, the meanest one, the hairiest one, the ugliest one, the yuckiest one right now, man. I'm going to take this thing on. And it, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. But that's what separates the wheat from the chaff. It truly does. And that's why we get into the Bible. And that's why once we recognize our giftings that God has blessed us with, then we need to get those giftings anointed and honor our Father in those giftings. And once we get those gifts anointed, how do we get those gifts anointed? How do we, which which makes them expand, okay, bigly? Okay, I'll tell you how. is spending time with the anointed one, who is Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. And if you don't believe that he's your Lord and Savior, okay, just try it on for a minute. What if he was? Listen, John 10, 10 says, the enemy came to kill, steal, and destroy but Jesus came to give us life abundant. And it's not about you can't have a good time. It's not about, you know, oh my gosh, now I'm following Jesus and man, I can't have a, I can't drink a scotch responsibly. You know, that's not what this is about. It's about, it's about living life abundantly, which means your relationship with Jesus, staying with the anointed one, your relationship with your 
your family, your spouse, your children, grandchildren, maybe your church, your pastor. Hey, it's also about your temple. How are you taking care of this? You get one of these, just one temple. Now, someday we're going to have a heavenly body. That's what I believe. But take care of your temple while you can, because listen, I work out. I take, I, I eat right. I take vitamins. You know, I'm on it because I've got a lot more purpose to do. I have a purpose-driven life. Great book. Anyways, the other thing is financial. You want to make more money? How much more money do you want to make? Do you want to help more people? Do you want to create a respite for people? Do you want to sow into missions? Do you want to finance maybe everybody going to, you know, El Salvador or, you know, Mumbai or wherever? It takes money. So do you need more of that? How much more of that do you need? And listen, I believe God helps those who help themselves. And if you're out there and you want to do this, God wants to move in you, but he's waiting for you to move. He wants you to say, hey, it's time to move that stone so I can raise Lazarus. How big is your want in this process? Listen, I get tired. I do. I get weary. I get disappointed. We just got finished with Next Level Experience this last week. And it was beautiful. We had five people no show. And it really disappointed me because we pay for all this stuff in advance, right? And we don't ask for any money up front because God said, don't ask for anything. Don't, don't let the enemy come in here and rob people of their of this next level experience. And so we didn't, we followed through. And, you know, it's sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it really is hard. We want their yes to be yes and no be no. And I realize circumstances come up. I realize major things happen. So there's grace in that. So I fight through it and I get through it. And I'm disappointed, but I overcome that disappointment because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13. So listen, share this podcast. I hope it touched your heart a lot uh, or some or a little bit. If you disagree with it, you disagree with it. If you love it, thank you. I appreciate you loving it. Share it. Yeah. And uh, listen, it's time to show up big. 90% of life is just showing up, brothers and sisters. Just showing up. Be there. Just be there. The other 10% to get you to that 100% is once you show up, be seen. Yeah, be seen, baby. Come on. You can do it. All right. Listen, may God's force his blessing, his son, and the Holy Spirit be with you this week. Let it be in your finances. Let it be in your relationships. Let it be in your walk, your exercise, your eating. Let it be in your producing something for the kingdom. Let it be in your focus on Jesus. Let it be in focus on kingdom. Let your troubles not worry you. I think in Matthew it says, do not worry. It will not give you one minute extra in life. Give it to Jesus, man. Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening. God bless you. And uh, go out and get them. Make a difference in this kingdom. You can do it. Thank you for listening to the Next Level Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share. For more resources to help you maintain your next level life, join our community at themichaelmcintyre.com.